Hi and welcome to Talking Peace, the podcast for Northern Ireland Alternatives. This is episode number 10. This is not the episode that we had originally planned to share, but I don't think any of us could have foreseen the changes to daily life that have happened in the past few weeks for all of us. The coronavirus pandemic has hit us all hard and life for the foreseeable future looks very different and things that we have taken for granted are maybe not just quite so simple as they once were. But while many things have changed around us, the work of Alternatives has not. We are a community-based organisation with local people doing their best to make our community safer and better. And at this time of crisis, we are endeavouring to do all that we can to be of service to those communities that we are based within. So we wanted to take this um, opportunity to provide our listeners and our followers on Facebook and Twitter, etc., just what we're going to be doing at this particular time and what we're going to, the services that we're going to provide to the most vulnerable in our communities. And uh, we wanted to make sure that you had access to that information, so should you need it, that you have access to emergency provisions, etc. at this time. So what is it we're actually going to be doing? There's a range of things that we have put in place, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through those, and what I'll also do is I'll provide um, contact names and numbers for our sites, and uh, you can then get in touch with those people if you're within those particular catchment areas. All right, so we have five sites, and we are based in North, East, South Belfast, and Greater Shankill, and we also have an office in the Bangor, North Down, and Ards area. So the services that we are going to be providing are we're going to have a daily telephone support for existing families who are being referred through family support hubs and other sources to help them cope with the, the COVID-19 crisis and respond to any of their emerging needs. We're also then going to be sharing essential service information with families who require additional support. One of the most important things is about getting supplies and we will be endeavouring to do our best to work with a range of organisations alongside ourselves to distribute food packages to local families, especially those that include elderly or children, young people and anyone with underlying health issues who can't get out to the shops. We're also going to provide some assistance and advice on utilities and getting a hold of prescriptions and other essential services as well. We also have a provision for a telephone counselling service. If there's anyone there who is struggling in regards to their, their mental health and needs to talk to somebody, um, we have that option. Or uh, at this time, whenever things have changed so much and it, it can be such a, a kind of maybe a shock to the system and maybe some people are not coping too well with this, they can use the telephone counselling service to help them develop some coping mechanisms um, at this particular time as well. Our organisation also provides a number of programmes to young people, and obviously at this time, 
we can't engage with them in the way that we normally would have in regards to face-to-face provisions. But we are going to be providing some resources to young people who are involved in programs with us. We have youth resource packs that we can utilize um, with groups. Um, we're also providing online support for young people. And we're continuing on with our training programs like START. And the youth workers there have done an amazing job making their resources available online and connecting with the young people via Zoom and so on. So there's that provision there as well. We're also going to be providing um, just online uh, social information on our social media platforms such as Facebook and so on. So we're going to keep people up to date with what we're doing there. Any new developments that come up or any interesting uh, facts that we need to share with people, then that's one of the first places that you'll find that from us. We'll also be providing some step-by-step guides for people to use things like Zoom. I know that not everybody is up to speed with uh, technical things in terms of setting these things up. So we're going to do our best to make sure that we provide information or at least point you in the right direction to be able to use those methods as well. We want to be a central point of contact for statutory agencies such as the police, um, Northern Ireland Housing Executive, just to make sure that there's a coordinated and joined up um, response to ongoing issues that uh, that our communities are facing. And then, as always, we are going to be partnering with other community organizations to share information um, and ensure that there's an appropriate response and delivery of our services. So, how do you get in touch with um, each of our sites? So, I'm going to call out the, the names and the, the numbers for the sites. I'm also going to put that in uh, the, the blurb for the the podcast on our, our SoundCloud page and also we'll make sure that those numbers and contact details are prominent in any social media posting as well. So each area can be contacted individually and, and here we go. So in North Belfast, our contact there is Joan Totten and the number that you can get Joan on is 0290-717-077. In East Belfast, it's Mandy Kearns, and you can get Mandy on 0290-456-766. In South Belfast, the contact is Debbie Hamill, and the number you can get her on is 07415 and then in Greater Shankill, your contact there is Billy Drummond. You can get him on 07519-762-488. And in Bangor, your contact there is Pete Ray. And the number you can get him on is 07410-920-118. All right. So, again, all those numbers will be uh, available in the blurb with the podcast. We'll also, as I say, put them in any Facebook post or Twitter post as well so that you've got um, contacts in those particular areas. All right, so hopefully you'll find that useful. In order just to end the podcast off, really short episode, but a very important episode as well, is we're also going to have a chat with Pete, who I've just read out his contact details. And Pete's just going to give us a wee bit of a, 
an insight into what's been happening down in the Bangor office and response of the community and stuff. So we're just going to give Peter a call and uh, we'll hear from him directly. Hello, man. Not too bad, Pete. What about yourself? You doing okay? Yes, I'm doing dead on, doing dead on. So, Pete, welcome on to the, the podcast today. A very different episode for us and a very different times and circumstances for us all as well. I've just been sharing with everyone just about the services that we're providing in the communities that we're based in. And I thought it would be good to kind of get a, an, an on-the-ground kind of picture of what's maybe happening and how things are being received and stuff. So maybe it'd be good for you to kind of do that for us, you know, tell us about what you've okay. seen, tell us about, you know, what's been going on and, and how the community have actually been responding to the to the help that we've been providing. Okay, yes, certainly. So um, I suppose our response to the COVID-19 situation really started um uh, it, was, it was around the 16th, I suppose, whenever things really started to mobilise. Um, we obviously realised whenever there was going to be restrictions and whenever even the elderly people were told um, that they had to stay at home, we knew that was going to have a massive impact um, on the community. Obviously, because of the services that we provide, um, we have a pretty unique relationship with people within the community. They would know us and, 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 and we would know a lot of them personally. So... Um, we had some discussions as a staff team and we decided that the best thing to do was, was to leaflet as many areas as possible. So we did that across some communities in Ards and North Down, um, in Rathgill and Kilcooley and Portabogie and Portaferry. Um, so we, um, we, we developed the leaflet and basically what the leaflet said was that if you need help with, um, with food, if you need essential food deliveries, if you need prescriptions picked up, um, then don't you know? Don't put yourself at risk. Don't put don't put other people in your family at risk. That's something that we can do um, for you. And you know the way that I've been saying to people is, Alternatives is a restorative practice organisation, and it's all about promoting community safety. And of course, you know the community safety message at the minute has to be you to to, to stay at home and to be kind to other people around you. Um, but the, but to be very careful and only go out if it is absolutely essential. And what we're saying, to, to especially to the elderly and to the vulnerable, is it's not essential for you to go out because we can do things for you. So um, so we developed those leaflets. Another element um, on the leaflet was also that if, he, if anybody was lonely at this time, um, that they could give us a ring. Um, or if they had any issues or if they had any concerns or if they had any questions, then they could ring us as well. So we give a mobile number that, um, that staff are taking home as well. Um, so it's not just during office hours. Um, we have that in the router kind of on our staff, um, our staff team. Um, so that went out into those communities. Um, and so far we've, we've delivered essential food packages to um, to over 36, I think it is now, um, families. So that's well over 100 people individually who have benefited from it, who have got food whenever they otherwise would have been going without. And um, and in terms of prescriptions, um, just over 20 now, um, people have picked up prescriptions for. It, it's frightening whenever you hear stories of um, a man phoned me and said that, you know, that he was supposed to order his insulin on Friday but didn't because he couldn't pick it up and it was Monday by the time he was speaking to me and he'd been going without his insulin over the weekend and it's frightening to think that people are, are, are going through that and we're trying to get the message out there that you know look, that that's what we're here for we're here to, to help to keep people safe uh, and, and we can help in, in, in any of those type of issues. 
What kind of responses has there been from the families that you've been connecting with there in terms of delivering food and helping out with prescription stuff? What, what kind of ways that being received? So it's, it's been received really, really fantastically well. I mean, um, the, the, I automatically kind of thought to be honest with you whenever we were sending this out that some people would have been cautious of it because we know that there's an awful lot of, um, and it's hard to believe during a time like this, but there's lots of scams and um, internet scams and cold callers and stuff over the last number of years. And people who are elderly and vulnerable are actually in tune with that now, you know, so they are more they are more hesitant to open the door to people um, or to take what they what they get through their letterbox um, as the truth. Um, but they, I mean, they have been, and there's there's so many people who have phoned up to say, look, um, at the minute we have everything that we need, um, and that may change within the next couple of weeks. So, thank goodness um, that you sent this leaflet through because it gives them peace of mind, but also just to thank us for the fact that we are there, and maybe even you know if people phoning and saying that I'm okay, but I'm worried about you know Mrs. So and So that lives down the road. So we're then able to you know to um, to, to make that phone call and how we would practically do that as well. Um, I suppose just to let you know is that um, whenever we did deliver, it be it a prescription or, or a food package, we, we go up to the door and knock the door and then we step back um, to the end of the driveway or to the garden gate, whatever it may be, and then we can have a conversation with them. And and that's very helpful as well because there's people who have phoned us and um, there's, there's two people that I have in mind in particular who have phoned us um, for, for food and for prescriptions. Um, but whenever we've had that, you know, 30-second chat with them at the other end of the driveway, it's clear that they're really struggling in terms of their, their mental health. Um, so then we can then kind of follow that up with a phone call the next day and say, look, we were chatting to you, we were, we were just concerned about you and how are you? And, and just bringing that kind of human um, sense to things. Um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's everybody in the community is, is, is so, so grateful. Um, and as well as that, you know, there's been lots of people who have been offering um, to volunteer. We've been inundated with people wanting to volunteer and to help us out, which just shows the, the fantastic community spirit that there is in, in ours and North Down. And, and I'm quite sure from, from speaking to colleagues across Belfast as well. Yeah, it's it's amazing just how something simple as a 30-second conversation can make a difference to someone's day. And I suppose... We're so used to having those kind of wee interactions, and whenever they're they're gone or there's some restrictions placed on it, we don't really just realize just how important they are to us. Absolutely, no, absolutely, it is, and and you know, some people as well that even just seeing somebody because there's there's people here like are are having conversations with maybe they're lucky enough to have other family members or friends that that, that can phone. Some aren't, but even the ones who aren't, I think it's just. It's amazing to actually see somebody physically as well, kind of at the, be at the other end of their driveway, um, and it just puts it gives people a bit of hope, kind of as well, in in, in humanity, and that there's there's so many of these people that are wanting to help everybody else. Um, so I think you know this is an awful situation, and uh, and you know it's not going to get um, better in the immediate future, but it will get better. And I think one thing that we can a positive that we can take um, from this whole situation is the fact you know how people did care for everybody else and you know and the goodwill that there is there within the communities and I think it's it's alternative's job you know whenever this is all over and, and whenever we meet this community need um, we need to think about how we can tap into that you know general goodwill um, from people in the community because you know often you know we have volunteers but often it's hard to 
it's hard to engage with some people within some communities. You know, they are you know they're they're so busy with work or looking after kids, and they don't normally get involved in in, in community development. But I think. I hope that that may now change because people can see the benefit of it. That they they can see that they can make a real difference within their community, and you know they can get that feel good factor of of what it's like to actually help somebody else. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely something for us and 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 anyone that's working in the community to use to, to build with on. Pete, so thanks very much for your your insight there, and and also just to put it on the record, thanks for the work of the, the Bangor team and uh, the staff down there who are doing their, their best to provide um, services to the surrounding community. I know you've got a, a wide area um, in terms of, of contacting with people, so appreciate your efforts, man, and uh, we'll hope that you all stay safe and well in the weeks that lie ahead here. No problem, Glenn. Look, it's very good to talk to you, and keep safe. No worries, man. Take it easy now. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye, bye-bye. So there we go, a wee bit of insight from the team down in Bangor. Thanks again to Pete for taking the time out of his day to be with us um, on Talking Peace today. Folks, that's us for now. All we really want to do is to just reiterate the information that the government is giving us at this time because as Pete's been saying there, it's really, really important that we, yes, respond to the needs that are presented in our community, but it's also extremely important that our communities stay safe and align themselves with the guidelines that we have been given. So just to remind you of those, the government's guidelines are to stay at home and only go outside for food, health reasons or work, but only if you can't work from home. And if you do have to go out, then stay two metres or six feet away from other people at all times. Wash your hands as soon as you get home. And the other important thing is don't meet others, even friends or family, because we can spread the virus even if we don't have symptoms. And you can get more information on the government's guidance on the coronavirus outbreak. They have a frequently asked questions documents there um, that you can access on what you can and can't do. And that's available on www.gov.uk. Okay, so folks, that brings us to the end of this episode. And uh, we do hope to have some more episodes coming up in the the very near future and that we will be able to to share with you. Remember, all those details in regards to contacting our sites are available in the blurb on the podcast and available on Facebook and Twitter, etc. as well. They're also obviously on this episode too. Look after yourselves and uh, and stay safe. And until next time, be well. Mm-hmm.